it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, this is Michael. We're doing it, our weekly episode of Drive Through HR. And as usual, the intro music hates me. It never starts when I push the button until just as I'm ready to, to give up hope. Robin, <laughs> welcome back to Drive Through. We took a week off for HR Tech and some other stuff. And I haven't talked yep. to you in a while. How are you, how are you doing today? I uh, I am good. I am, you know, still sitting here in disbelief that it's the end of March, um, but I go for shot number two on Friday, so I'm kind of using that as my calendar now. So okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, uh, I I had my shot uh, March 16th, and number two of Moderna is on April 13th. So I'll be I've still mm. got a couple weeks to go yet. Um, I I survived the first one. I, I was sore arm for a couple of days and kind of kind of felt a little puny for about 24 hours but outside huh. of that it, was, it wasn't bad i heard the second one is worse so let me know how it goes for you on friday i'll be interested in that update uh, i will <laughs> so many of us doing that anyway um so but let's not talk about covid because it's boring and depressing and uh, dominates our lives let's talk to somebody who has a far more interesting story and some some good information yes. to share let's welcome ashley brundage to the show ashley welcome to drive through hr how are you today I'm doing great. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I, I know. I've been after you for a little while to try to get you on the show, and it just never seemed like we can make it work. Have a line. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you and I live about uh, – I live in Lakeland, and you're over in Tampa, so we're actually na- semi-neighbors, but we have yet to meet in person. So one of these days maybe we'll be able to say hello uh, in person. But in the interim, um, I'd love to give you a chance to talk about your new book and some of, some of the background of your very interesting story. So I guess um, for, to start us off um, – why don't you why don't you tell folks rather than me give a bio why don't you tell folks who you are and what you do and then we'll kind of jump into your story and your book okay certainly yeah so um i started this um process of using empowerment to drive change and to cultivate the real change that you want for your world uh and i uncovered all this by accident so a lot of people say sometimes they might be an accidental activist. Uh, that was kind of me. I uh, worked actually for 12 years in the restaurant industry, and I was an HR point person running a team of 50 people. And that was fun. <laughs> At the same time. And I, uh, 2008 happened, uh, as it happened to a lot of people, which is very similar to 2020 happening to people. Yes. And I was a victim of the financial crisis, and I lost my job and house and, and was kind of homeless and and didn't know where to turn to next. So I decided to start in really kind of investing in myself and 
and I and I did this process called you know really knowing yourself, um, and it's actually the first step of my of my book Empowering Differences. And so I'm the founder and president and author of Empowering Differences. And so Empowering Differences is really the intentional act of using empowerment to cultivate the change that you're looking for. So that could be in your career, in your life, in your business. And um, and so using that process of empowerment allowed me to self-identify um, my authenticity as an open transgender woman. Uh, I used that authenticity. I used empowerment to find a career openly um, back in 2010 uh, before, like, transgender issues were everyday news. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I grew my career from a part-time bank teller to being the national vice president of diversity and inclusion in less than five years using this concept of empowering your differences. And so I'm excited to talk more about that concept today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, and, and of course you have the book and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, before we Before we go there, which I want, I want to give most of the time to that. But before we go there, you, you're very active in a leadership role in the business community, you know, in your, in your job. And then you're also very active in the LGBTQ community. And I wonder if you could just kind of talk about those roles for, you know, a couple of minutes, kind of what you get out of that and how you, how you found your way there uh, along with this kind of a, a lot, certainly a tremendous amount of change in a, you know, five to six year period. Kind of just walk us yeah. through that and then we'll jump into the book. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I think that volunteering and connecting and standing up and advocating for others is a huge um, method of empowerment. Um, so if you give power, right, to empower, right, to empower someone, you have to give power and authority to yourself and others. Um, that foundational concept of empowerment. Sorry, I have a printer going off by me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that foundational concept of empowerment is really important in your mission. And so I started to volunteer and connect with um, the communities that I serve. And, um, and so what that looked like for me is immediately plugging myself into the LGBT Chamber of Commerce in my city. Um, I, you know, just showed up and, and started to be visible, right? Because being visible is kind of almost that first step of kind of getting to know yourself and then starting to interact with knowing others. Um, that was a lot of fun, but it, but it led to so many more opportunities. And it's like you just get your foot in the door volunteering in a community organization. You realize that every single nonprofit organization would be so glad to have you connecting and helping them drive membership or fundraise. Um, And so that's kind of how I got into this advocacy space, and that led to being president of the regional LGBT Chamber of Commerce, and then I got connected with the national chamber. And then a few years ago, I helped... Uh, rebrand the National Chamber to be more LGBT inclusive, Um, and then I helped uh, launch their Trans Inclusion Task Force, which um, 
showcases economic empowerment for transgender entrepreneurs. And, um, and then that led to, it's like one thing leads to another, right? If you see the <laughs> here, um, that also led to some, uh, my connections to GLAD, um, the International LGBT Media Advocacy Organization, where we amplify and protect LGBTQ voices. Um, and now I serve on their executive committee, and we have the GLAD Media Awards coming up in two weeks, uh, or actually a little bit less than two weeks, week and a half, on April 8th. Um, so yeah, this advocacy work is really important. It connects to empowerment, so if you're thinking about ways in which to grow your career, definitely connect with nonprofit organizations and volunteer. Mm. That is so important. Um, one one more question before Robin, and I think we'll, we'll ask about the book. Um, and that is recently, and you mentioned that the, in 2010, the news cycle today related to transgender issues is quite different than it was in 2010. And for a while, it was, uh, I think it was positive. And lately, it's become there. There has it's become a political football, like almost everything else in the in the universe. Well, because it's definitely yeah. <laughs> <about> sport. <laughs> definitely not. Sorry for sure. Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah. So I guess like it, you know the this whole notion like where we're at now um, on on. I mean, it, it just seems like suddenly sports, sports and girls and sports and bathrooms. You know, a couple of years ago. I mean, these things seem to crop up. Um, how do how do you how does how does Clad and the chamber the gay chamber deal with that? And I know HRC does some advocacy. So there's a lot of different people trying to put voices out there. But it, it it's it's still oh, it's strange to me that these things keep coming up the way they do. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think it all stems to education and then empowerment and then enlightenment because you have to have education and empowerment before you can get to enlightenment. Um, you really have to have that connectivity between those two items, and then you'll be able to kind of open up minds and hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the the bathroom, you know, the bathroom battleground has kind of lessened a little bit because they realize that there aren't any, there's no statistical data that shows that the that anyone is, is any more harmed in the bathroom by making bathrooms inclusive for all. Um, so many other countries outside of ours, you know, have open and inclusive bathrooms. You just use the restroom. You know, you go in, right, right. Stall, you do what you need to do, and then you move on. Um, so I think that they realize that that's not going to be a space where they win uh, in this in this space. Um, so yeah, political theater. We we tend to you know highlight things to to get you know to accelerate a base potentially um mm-hmm. the left do the same thing just as the right do just to, you know and it just sure. it's packaged a little bit differently uh so you know just realizing that that's out there and then obviously the so the sports you know sports is definitely going to always be kind of that next frontier set and, and anytime that you have somebody saying oh you know i don't know that we should have transgender people participating in sports you say okay well so does that mean that we should basically ostracize them i mean how well does that work when we put um people of color in a different baseball league or you know we, we don't want to do that as a society it's not it's not inclusive it's it's not fair to 
either side, right? Because people right. want to be the best of all. And, um, you know, so creating whatever policy you have to do to create that inclusive environment for others is usually that best course of action. And then follow the, num- you know, follow the data. If the data says that transgender people are winning competitions left and right, and, and uh, the International Olympic Committee has allowed transgender people to participate for more than 10 years, and I haven't seen any on the podium. So I'm <laughs> thinking that it's not, an, it's not a real issue yet. When it is an issue, call, let's have a, let's have a convening then. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, it, it is so... It is just so the um, the need for people to, to 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 get some education and not just rely on sound bites or what seems to be the the political uh, slant du jour. And you know what did we have Monday? Monday, I think it was. Um, you know, Arkansas coming out now with a a bill to restrict access to medical treatment um, for for transgender you know teens and youth um you know it's just it's it, it's sitting there um yeah being being punted around politically um, yeah political theater yeah exactly Perf- yeah performative, and, and I think another performative thing too, uh, talk yeah i was just gonna say another thing too is that people don't realize is that uh, statistically speaking, there are most likely more transgender men than there are transgender women in society. But because of misogyny, mm. we highlight women and we spotlight women in this space. Mm-hmm. So, you, so then if you don't want the trans female participating against a sport with your daughter, how are you going to like it when a trans man then is participating against your daughter? Because that's what you're basically yeah. going to be arguing. And I don't know that yeah. that's any better either. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Lots, um, lots, lots of things for people to think about, which, um, which really does get us back to kind of, you know, the, the core of your, personal journey and your professional journey, but it's gotten you to the point now where we have a book to talk about. So let's, yes. let's kind of dive into um, into the book. Um, and uh, obviously we have it linked out on, on the show site and, and we'll, um, you know, have that for people to access. But um, the, the book is called Empowering Differences. So tell us a little bit about it, um, you know, when um, – when you kind of said, you know, I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting this all down. I'm putting this, putting this in book form. Um, and what, and what can readers expect? Yeah. So um, honestly, um, to get a lot of empowerment out of this message, uh, definitely not uh, a book specifically for the transgender community. Um, but I think the general community, everyone has a lot that they can take away from this book. I consulted 10 different voices across this book because I highlight the 10 most common differences um, that I've seen and how best to empower them. Uh, Because your path to empowerment might be different than my path to empowerment. Um, so, you know, when you think about that and you think about how you can utilize empowerment to grow your career, to grow your business, to just grow your personal life, 
Um, that's really what I hope to see uh, readers get out of the book and the, mm-hmm. and the online course that's connected to it. Um, and it's really centered around taking empowering actions to measure and the impact that you're making. Um, and so I've broken actually the book and the, the book into four parts, and I've kind of teased a few of them already, but part one is know yourself. Mm-hmm. And then part two uh, or step two is know others. And so th- that's kind of like the first part in your empowerment journey. And so mm-hmm. I've created a self-assessment um, that you can access right on my website, empoweringdifferences.com slash self-assessment. And you can um, access that for free, which is great. And it helps you to really look beneath the iceberg uh, because, of course, as we start to be thinking about, okay, what my gender is, what my race is, what my ethnicity is, um, you know, what my physical abilities are, the, the things that, that people can see on the outside is great. But dig mm-hmm. a little bit deeper to get to what really needs to be empowered and then that's when you'll start to do that, when you know, know more about yourself and then know more about others, which is that step two. And that's kind of getting to know your community, where you come from, getting to yep. know the connection, know the data behind your diverse community or your dimension of diversity that you have that we're talking about because everybody has them. Um, and, then, and then that leads to the second half of the book, which is really in the course, which is really kind of about building a strategy, which is, um, that's the third step. And then the fourth step is those empowering actions. Cause I really wanted this book and the course connected to it to be actionable for individuals. So I created the top 10 empowering actions and each action has an activity and, a, and there's a video on my website that goes with that. And it really helps you to be actionable. Because that's how real empowerment happens. Yep. And what is so? You know, I was I was kind of poking around on some things, and and you talk about things like, um, you know, access, um, influence. Um, what when you talk about access? That was one that really kind of stuck out to me. What 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 are your recommendations around that? What do you what do you mean by that? Yeah. Oh, I love I love access because. Real access is whether or not you know you're really empowering someone or not. Um, so if if you can hear us today, then that means that you have access. Someone did an empowerment audit for you, and um, and they created the ability for you to hear. Right. So from an accessibility point of view, you you were a, yeah. you know you were able to tap into. Um, you know, to turn up the volume to hear me or to have the technology necessary to hear me or you had the phone in your hand or playing on a Bluetooth speaker in your car, right? So you had the access that way. But also think about it from a standpoint of like your career development journey. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have access to the people who are going to manage that process for you and impact that process for you? Um, you know, how are you managing that? I, I mean, of course, I know you're probably trying to navigate as many mentors as you can, but that's a that's a tall order to have more than one mentor or to even be a mentor. Um, you know, so think about how you are ac- 
accessing sponsors and mm-hmm. what you do to, to cultivate them. Uh, so that's a big part of mm-hmm. access uh, content um, on my website is, is around uh, uh, really helping you really connect with all the layers of access because it's really mm-hmm. deep. It also helps to fight systemic pri- privileges. Uh, it also helps to break down walls and barriers. Uh, yeah, that's a, a lot. Access is a hmm. big, big passion of mine. If you can't tell, hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you hit the, you hit a keyword there, Robin. I think. I um, know. Um, Ashley, I, I, I was um, curious. Um, so, with the book and the and the assessment and the course, um, those seem to be at least in my first impression, they seem to be designed for an individual. Um, is that really the is that really the way you structured the book, or is it is it I mean is this something that people do for themselves, or is this something that's applicable to teams? How, how does how does your program kind of fit in those two different directions? It, it's actually connected to any any level. <laughs> okay. Um, so I kind of tried to build it more holistically, so that way teams could access it. Um, what I've been doing recently is working with corporations who want to do a cohort together um, and have them do it together. I know that a lot of organizations are doing book clubs. And, mm-hmm. of course, I, I have a book club outline that I've built for, for, for organizations. But my favorite thing is doing the full-scale empowerment outline. And so what I do is it's, it's basically a 60-day plan. And it's consists of a half hour to, to, to an hour of empowerment time. Um, it, you know, and if, and if you have only less time to commit, then, you know, we'll, we, we might make it more than 60 days. <laughs> um, but I customize a plan that works best for your organization. And then I create a custom landing page on empoweringdifferences.com um, where you'll be able to access your course with your team and then Together, you all will be going through, and there's a theme for each week. You know, so like for example, theme one is around leading to empowerment, and so lots of self stuff that you have to do in that week. And then week two might be about, uh, you know, connecting and understanding differences a little bit more. So that's where we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into those top ten differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really applicable to, you know, depending on who's picking it up. If if a business owner is picking this up, they can apply it to their small business or medium-sized business as well. Mm. Um, there's a whole section in this part, in the course and in the book surrounding organizations that can empower others. Um, so there's a, there's kind of takeaways depending on who's, who's uh, activating it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, and, and, and kind of kind of following up on that, um, you know, I just I, I just kind of uh, I love the whole interplay of you know your personal uh, passion for you know, the the messaging around empowering differences, but also how that interplays with your with your role as a as a, a, a VP of, of of diversity and inclusion. Um, how how do you see you know in the time that you've that you've spent sort of, you know, working, I'm using air quotes there, working in the space, um, you know, how have you seen that sort of that role of the internal kind of 
corporate diversity, inclusion, and belonging, you know, profession. How have you seen that evolve, evolve and change? Wow, it's uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's been on a process, and then um, you know, after George Floyd was murdered, I'll tell you mm-hmm. that every single organization changed that process and mm-hmm. literally pressed on this on the uh, pedal on the on the right for those listening in the U.S. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, wow, let me just say it was pretty uh, pretty different and. Um, so I've seen, yeah, lots of, uh, rapid, uh, rapid ascension for these kinds of yeah. programs, um, a lot more attention being, uh, focused onto, uh, you know, DEI in general. Um, mm-hmm. I have an unpopular opinion that I'd like to share on this, sure. on this topic, and I'm a big fan of having unpopular opinions because then that just gets people thinking sometimes, you know, uh-huh, you to be uh-huh. comfortable to be uncomfortable, right? Um, my unpopular opinion is that we shouldn't be using the word diversity um, because we, we number one, it's linked to historical, reaching historical minimums uh, mm-hmm. because it was born from affirmative action. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the last thing mm-hmm. I want to be is that, that minimum quota, in essence, a, a diversity quota, right? Um, and then on the flip side, you have white pet cis males in organizations who see the word diversity and think, oh, that doesn't apply to me, move right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. So I, I think either way, you dice it, you immediately alienate more than half of your employee base potentially. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of calling your program or talking about the actual actions that you're hoping to drive. So have, mm-hmm. talk about empowerment, talk about uh, inclusion, talk about uh, equity, talk about belonging, right? Talk about all, mm-hmm. you know, put that in the name, put justice in the name, right? Mm-hmm. Put all those other actions that you're hoping to drive from the program. And then, you know, then it can be applicable to everyone. Um, that's my unpopular opinion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I had noticed that you used, you, you did not use diversity in your, I, I used mm-hmm. it in our notes because that's the, still the, I guess the, still the space that I think of it as, but um, not because I necessarily embrace or disagree with what you said, but rather you, I had noted that you used belonging and, and it's, there's, there's been an evolution just as there is seemingly every company yep. trying to hire a director of diversity and whatever other words they attach. Um, what does belonging mean uh, to you, Ashley, in terms of like your practice? Because I, I think it stems to culture. Um, I think it stands stems to you know. Uh, <laughs> for those that have seen like the Bernie Myers uh, thing, right? Inclusion is uh, is being right asked to dance while diversity is just being invited to the dance, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, and then I say like. Right, equity is the da- the dance floor's level, right? <laughs> and, that, and that every you know, if you have a wheelchair, right, you you have an accessible ramp, and you're able to dance on the same dance floor, right? And then and then belonging is like dancing like no one's watching, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like singing in the shower. <laughs> um, yep. so you just get to be you, and and don't worry about what, what anyone else is going to say. Because that be you being you is what's going to lead to the um, the innovation um, that you're going to bring. 
Nice, uh, nice analogy and nice explanation. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, we're down to three minutes. So I don't know, Robin, did you have a quick last question before we go to where, uh, where wrap up? No, I think we, uh, I think we need to let Ashley, uh, let our listeners know where they can, they can find her. Um, <laughs> I found her Instagram already. I'll tell you that. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, my social media is consistent because I think consistency is really important into cultivating more, uh, belongings and followers. Um, so I'm at Ashley T. Brundage, all one word, A-S-H-L-E-Y-T-B-R-U-N-D-A-G-E, um, on every platform. And then I'm also at Empowering GIF uh, on every platform as well. And that would be right for all the updates with Empowering Differences from you know, reviews and um, Forbes that, that might be coming my way mm-hmm. to Fairy <laughs> God Boss to uh, ABC, CBS, uh, NBC affiliates. Uh, there's lots of lots of stuff going on, so you definitely want to follow me there. And then, of course, my website, uh, which is uh, empoweringdifferences.com, and that's where you can sign up for the book or enroll in the course because that course is going to come with the book and the workbook. You can mm-hmm. download those. You can also submit my course for your professional development credit. Um, some uh, individuals have submitted it for SHRM and, and gotten as Excellent. many as 40 hours of credit, um, <clears throat> which is really awesome because it comes with the, da- with the outline download. So that way you can submit that right in your plan. Great, great, great. Um, thanks so much for being on the show today, Ashley. It was great to finally get a chance to connect with you, albeit on, on a podcast. And uh, like I said, maybe one of these days we can bridge the gap between here and Lakeland and sit down and have a cup of coffee or something. I'd look forward to meeting you in person. Um, thanks Absolutely. for joining us. Robin, closing closing remarks? Uh, great show. Loved the conversation. And uh, happy, uh, happy uh, Tuesday, everybody. Well, we have another show. To, yeah, you, you too, you too, Ashley. We have another show tomorrow, same time, different guest, and we will uh, we will talk at you again then. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.